You're listening to Fidem Catholica, the Sunday homilies of Father John Gazzaldo, pastor at St. Luke Catholic Church, Temple, Texas. Today's homily is from Sunday, April 16, 2023, the second Sunday of Easter, titled, What Did That Man Do to You? What did that man do to you? Boss, what did that man do to you? This is a line from a movie, a Tom Hanks movie that came out in 1999 called The Green Mile. It's a good movie. I like it. It's violent. It's rated R. It it attacks some heavy issues like abuse and the death penalty. Heavy stuff. But if you've never seen it, the story basically goes, Tom Hanks is in a prison and he's in charge of the executions. And a prisoner shows up, John Coffey, and he has been unjustly condemned to death for murder. But there's something about this John Coffey guy. He is a miracle worker. He heals people. They even called him a true miracle of God all through the movie. But there's one scene in particular where the prisoner, John Coffey, grabs Tom Hanks, who is sick, has a urinary infection, and cures him, cures him by grabbing him. There's like a light, a bulb, it explodes, you know, it gets real dramatic music. And he cures him of his illness. But there's another inmate in the other cell who witnesses all this and asks Tom Hanks, boss, what did that man do to you? What did that man do to you? And so the rest of the movie explains, unfolds, responds, celebrates, and tells the story of what he did to him. The whole movie is about who he is, who these two men are, who this miracle of God is, and how he was healed. For the next three, four weeks, until we get to Pentecost, the liturgy, the readings, the mass, will all be about the disciples telling the world, or at least we finding out and reading, as they go off into their missionary trips, to answer the question, what did that man do to you? What did that man do to you? And they have a story to tell, a story to tell, not just what they learned from Jesus, which is important, but what Jesus did to them. Because as Catholic Christians, we know that in, the, in baptism, in the Eucharist, in all the sacraments, it's not something we learn. Something is done to us. Something happens to us. Someone happens to us. So today I'd like to look at the gospel, one of the Resurrection accounts of Jesus coming to visit the apostles and to see just what he did to them because he did something to them. First, he did a few things for them. First of all, he showed up in their midst, alive and breathing, shocked them, surprised them to show them that he was real that God is real, that resurrection is real, and all the things that he had been teaching them was true. He showed them his wounds. It's me. 
It's me. But then he starts to give things to them. He starts to do things to them. He shows them mercy. He forgives them. He forgives them. He shows up and says, peace be with you. There's peace between us now. He forgives them. He shows them mercy. Today is Divine Mercy Sunday, and we're challenged to recognize that there's a difference between justice and mercy. Both are good. But in some ways, they are kind of the opposite of two ends. Justice means giving to someone something they deserve. Mercy is giving them more than they deserve. So in other words, if Jesus would have showed up and showed the disciples justice, he would have showed up and said, you bunch of Rudy Poops, I want an apology. You all ran out on me, you failed me, you let me down. Shame on you. And I want you to do some penance. That would have been justice. Mercy says, okay, we're good. It's we're good. It's been forgotten. You're forgiven. Peace be with you. First thing he does to them. Then he gets, starts to get even more and more personal. He breathes on them. He violates COVID restrictions. <sighs> breathes on them. It reminds me, if you ever gone swimming with babies, moms will sometimes get in the pool and they blow in their face and they stick them underwater and they just kind of float there. They immerse them and they're safe. They're safe. But when Jesus breathes on them, he not only gives them his spirit, he gives them the Holy Spirit. Not just a power, but a person. He recreates them in many ways. Because it's the same word that's used in Genesis 1, that God breathed over the waters. His creative spirit has not been handed on to them. He's changing them. They're not the same. He breathes on them. He commissions them. He empowers them. It's getting serious. He commissions them to go and forgive sins. And then he gives them the power. Whose sins you forgive are forgiven. Whose sins you retain are retained. Now, this should be very profound, especially for us Catholics, who are often asked, why do y'all go to a priest? Why do y'all go to confession? I don't need to do that. Well, you just take them to John chapter 20, where Jesus gives them the authority to do what? To forgive and retain sins. So let's jump into that a little bit, because there's a hitch there. And what is the catch? Well... Jesus gave the apostles, bishops, and priests power to absolve. That means to bond, to loose. But what does to retain sins mean? That means that priests, bishops, and the apostles have the power to say, no, your sins are not forgiven. That's, that's amazing. And that happens. And the only way that we know that is if when we verbalize that to the priest or whoever we're going to confession to, bishop, pope. Because you can only be forgiven for something that you have intending of stopping. That happens. People are living in sin, living in a state of sin, have no intention of stopping the sin. So you can't absolve them, and what can you say? Oh, we'll pray together, and why don't you come back and see me 
when you're ready to give up this sin. Then, after he breathes on them, commissions them, empowers them, he sends them. As the Father sent me, so I send you. To do what? To tell what I've done to you and go do that to others. Now, in this whole scene, Jesus is being very revealing. He shows them his wounds and even tells Thomas, come here, come here, stick your finger in here, stick your hand in there. Jesus has been known to be, you know, very touching. He touches people. And I think that's good for us to do too. Especially, you know, one of the things we, we talked about in evangelization, to encourage parents to firm their children to hug, to touch, to kiss, and, and let them see mom and dad being affectionate with each other. And maybe that can start in here today. At the sign of peace, some of you are still doing this. Hello, hello, what's that all about? Waving at each other. Shake their hand. You're not going to die. You'll be fine. Because the devil doesn't want you touching each other. He wants you six feet apart. But we come together to spit in his face. Jesus, with his wounds, heals us too. And he tells us that with our wounds, we can heal too. That we become wounded healers when we sometimes are asked to reveal the things that we struggle with to help others also heal. I've seen this firsthand. You ever been on a retreat or even a healing ministry where someone gets up in front of a group of people and talks about how they were assaulted, how they were hurt, abused and from those wounds somebody out there starts healing. Somebody out there starts to know that's me too. Someone knows what I went through. And then they can become what? Wounded healers. That's how we really spit in the devil's face. From our own sins, from our own wounds, we can heal others. Jesus did it. Those wounds were from us. Today is an amazing day. What God has pulled off in Jesus Christ and in us. And then what has he asked his disciples to go to do to go tell what I've done to you what did that man do to you you know many of you in here were baptized when you were just a few days old some of us were baptized when we were just a few minutes old there are a few brand new Christians in here I, I won't point you out we'll do that later <laughs> but that means that Jesus did something to us. And when we realize that, he asks us to do the same thing that they do in this movie. Explain, expound, unfold, celebrate what Jesus has not done, what he's done for us, but also what he has done to us. We were not, we are not, we did not change. We were changed. That's two different things. Someone says, wow, you have, You've changed so much. I heard a lady say, I haven't changed. I was changed. Somebody changed me. And he has a name. 
And when we start telling the world what this man did to us, he asks us to do the same thing. Go tell the world what I've done to you and for you. You've been listening to Fidem Catholica, the Sunday homilies of Father John Gazaldo, pastor at St. Luke Catholic Church, Temple, Texas. Be sure to subscribe to this podcast so that you can be made aware when new episodes drop.